Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In May of 1973, two children on holiday on the Isle of Wight were playing outside when they suddenly heard a siren coming from a nearby golf course. When they went to investigate, they were met with a strange being, which called himself All Colours Sam. The creature, which seemed shy and gentle, resembled a clown-like being, but no one, including the British UFO Research Association, has ever been able to work out what he was, where he came from, and if he was real or just a figment of the children's overactive imagination. Today on Macabre Mini Mysteries, we'll be uncovering the story of Sam the Sandown Clown. Welcome back to another macabre mini mystery. I'm Nikki Druce, your host with a silent G, and today I'll be taking you on a journey into another unsolved mystery from around the world. However, before we get into today's episode, if you are new here and you want to see more videos where we deep dive into some weird stories from years gone by, then please don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. But before we jump straight in, I want to take a moment to let you know about something that has been really helping me with my writing and research for the show lately. 
I have focus issues and I've never been diagnosed with any learning difficulty when it comes to that type of thing, but I definitely know there's something which isn't 100% as it should be. And so when I found out there was something that could help me with my concentration and focus, which wasn't caffeine, which I don't like to drink a lot of as it's counterproductive, I jumped at the chance to try it. So when Magic Mind reached out to me offering me their magical elixir, I knew I had to give it a go. Staying focused throughout the day is a long-term problem for me, but after taking these little green shots for just a few days, I saw a huge improvement in my focus and my clarity, and more importantly, being able to stay focused, which is something that I really struggle with. When I've had a shot of Magic Mind in the morning, about an hour before I start my script writing, I really find it helps me just breeze through the boring bits and helps me to retain the info I need to create my episodes, which caffeine was only really hindering me with before. And I'm really happy to have an alternative now to my previous methods, which really weren't working. These incredibly cute little shots have a balance of nootropics and adaptogens inside them, which includes two different types of mushrooms, which is cordyceps and lion's mane, which are both proven to help with clarity and focus, and it also has a nice big bulk of green tea in it. If you've been with me for a while, then you know that I really like matcha lattes, and that's how I usually go about writing my episodes. So having this, which can also be made into a latte, is great, but I've also been turning it into cloudy lemonade at the moment with a little bit of extra agave and some fresh lime, and that's really nice as well. But if I don't have time to do any of that, then I can just literally pop this in my handbag, take it with me, and drink it on the train in the morning. So it's really, really handy for that. I personally would never recommend anything that I don't actually use myself. And so you're safe in the knowledge that this is a really good way to start your mornings. And I can honestly say this has really helped me to be able to concentrate longer and be more focused and also to bring you today's episode, which you're just about to listen to. If you're interested in trying Magic Mind for yourself, then you can get a whopping 40% off your subscription or 20% off your first one-time purchase by visiting the Magic Mind website at www.magicmind.co forward slash macabre and using my offer code macabre20. The 40% code is only valid for 10 days, so you'll have to be quick to make sure you don't miss out. So do please pop over to their website. And again, that's www.magicmind.co forward slash M-A-C-A-B-R-E and use my offer code MACAB20. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E 20. That's the numbers two and O, not the word. Thanks for listening and back to the episode. Today's story might be a bit shorter than usual, but it's so incredibly compelling and odd and quintessentially British that when I heard it, I knew I had to pass it on to all of you. Now, first off, I just want to cite my sources for this one, even though they're all down in the description as they usually are, but I need to let you in on two things that I enjoy very much because I hope you'll enjoy them too, and that's the podcast Lawmen, hosted by Alistair Beckett-King and James Shakeshaft, and the YouTube channel Cool Dudes Walking Club, which is produced by Marek Larwood. These two amazing pieces of media <laughs> collided one day when Marek guested on Lawman and they produced an excellent episode all about our topic for today, Sam the Sandown Clown. And that's how I first found out about it. So he would take a berry and put it in his ear and kind of wobble his head around and then it would appear in his little triangular eye and then he'd wobble his head around again it would appear in his mouth and he would... Unk. Could you do some sounds for that, please, James? Um, so, into the ear... And then I kind of roll him around the eye, and then um, num, 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 num. Kind of, I, I'm imagining a sort of Jim Henson vibe. Mm. Yeah. It contains a lot of the elements of the film Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost exactly the same as the way you would. <laughs> 
I'm going to leave a link to that episode in the notes so you can go and enjoy it for yourself. But you should also check out previous episodes of Lawmen as well because it's really funny. And also pop over to Marek's channel on YouTube as well because his walking videos are definitely one of my favourites. In May of 1973, two children were on holiday on the Isle of Wight. The two seven-year-olds, a girl called Faye and a boy who remained nameless, were playing at Lake Common in the area of Sandown. It was about four in the afternoon and as they were playing, their attention was suddenly drawn to the sound of a siren, which, to them, sounded like an ambulance. But given that it was coming from an expanse of green open land where no roads were, the pair were intrigued. Faye and her friend decided to follow the noise, which led them across a golf course towards the Sandown Airport and into a swampy area which had a small footbridge. The siren they were following abruptly ceased, and the pair stood motionless for a while, when suddenly from their vantage point they saw something very unusual emerge from under the bridge. A hand. A blue glove appeared from under the bridge, followed by a very odd-looking creature. The creature which was in the swampy water the bridge was spanning was holding a book which then slipped out of his hands into the water. As it did so, he splashed about and picked the book back up and then climbed out of the water. The children continued to watch as the figure then walked across the field. However, he had a very unusual gait. He walked with his knees bobbing up to his chest with every step. The children were dumbfounded by this strange figure and said that what emerged from under that bridge was unlike anything they'd ever seen before. The creature resembled a clown, but he had some very strange features about him, which led them to believe the thing that they'd seen was otherworldly and not just a man in a clown suit. Their description of the figure goes as follows, and I quote, He was nearly seven feet tall and had no neck, for his head appeared to be wedged straight onto his shoulders. He wore a yellow pointed hat, which interlocked with the red collar of a green tunic. A round black knob was affixed to the top of his hat, and wooden antennae were attached either side. The face had triangular markings for eyes, a brown square of a nose, and motionless yellow lips. Other round markings were on his paper-white cheeks, and a fringe of red hair fell onto his forehead. Wooden slats protruded from his sleeves and below his white trousers. After seeing the strange clown creature from afar, the two were mesmerised and hung about for a bit, just wanting to see what he'd do next. The kids watched as he made his way to a metal hut that was in the field they were in. The hut was described as being like a shed, but metallic, and a bit like those workers' huts that you see on building sites, but it had no windows. After a short while, the creature emerged again from the hut, but this time he had a microphone in his hand attached to a cable which fed into a speaker which the being was carrying. It was then the siren sound started up again, but this time it was unbearably loud. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Getting spooked, the two children panicked and the boy took off running back towards their holiday home. As the boy was running, the sirens stopped again, and it seemed the creature had now noticed the two children. The pair by this point had run a fair distance, and they stopped to look back at the creature from a safe distance. As they did so, they both heard directly a voice in their ears, which said, Hello, are you still there? Now, the sensible decision here would have been to continue running, but the kids decided the voice they'd heard directly in their ears sounded friendly, and so they decided to go back and talk to the strange creature. Once they got within a few metres of the being, he pulled out his book and began writing on it. The children watched as he did this, and Faye took charge of the situation, trying to communicate. The creature pointed to the words on the page, which were all jumbled up, and Faye read them on his command. The words the being pointed to read, Hello, and I am all colours Sam. Sam then tried to talk to the children, but his lips didn't open when he spoke, and so his speech was muffled, and the children struggled to understand what he was saying. The children, curious about their new friend, asked him a few questions to try to get to know him better. They asked him if he was a ghost, and he said, No, but I am in an odd sort of way. And they also asked why his clothes were ripped to which he answered that they were the only ones he owned. The children asked him what he was, and to that he replied with an ominous, You know. He then asked if the two of them would like to go into his home, the metallic hut. The children decided that their new friend didn't pose any threat, and followed him inside. They had to crawl through a metal flap, which was tricky, but once inside, the hut was said to be quite nice and habitable. A bit like a TARDIS, it was much bigger on the inside and had two floors. The first floor was homely and decked out with everything a strange interdimensional creature would need, such as a fire and wallpaper. At least, that's what I'm assuming interdimensional creatures need. The wallpaper was said to be blue in colour and covered in small dials. The upper floor was said to be made of metal, and inside there was a lot of very simplistic wooden furniture. Once inside his hut, Sam began to relax taking off his hat to reveal thin, wispy brown hair, and the children continued to fire questions at him. They asked him about his diet and what he ate, to which he provided a demonstration. He took a berry and placed it in his ear. He then moved his mouth a few times and it appeared in his eye. He then moved again and the berry moved into his mouth, which, considering the children said his mouth didn't open, I'm not sure how they knew that. They also asked him about his family, and if he was the only one of his kind, to which he explained that he didn't have a name, but there were other Sams. He then drew a few other Sams to show the children what they looked like, and they were all similar-looking beings. He also said that he was not entirely convinced that humans were nice, and that he was frightened of them, but he assured the children that he was a kind and gentle creature. He said that if any humans ever tried to hurt him, he wouldn't fight back. The two children hung out with All Colours Sam for about 30 minutes before he bid them farewell, and they made their way back to their holiday home. On the way, they saw a man on the golf course and ran over to tell him about what they'd just seen, and, obviously, he laughed at them. 
This made Faye feel stupid, and neither her nor the boy mentioned it to anyone for the next few weeks. In early June, about three weeks later, Faye decided to tell her dad about the encounter with Sam, and he tracked down the boy to verify her story. Both children gave independent reports which were exactly the same, and this led Faye's father, who was referred to as Mr Y, to believe that the strange encounter was something extraterrestrial. Mr Y wasn't entirely a stranger to unexplained aerial phenomena himself. He too had had an experience three years earlier on the Isle of Wight, which led him to believe the place may have been a hotbed of ET activity. On Tuesday the 20th of October 1970, on a late night drive across the island to visit a friend, Mr Y was shocked to see a large multi-lit aircraft flying at a slow and steady pace across the marshlands of the River Yar. Now, unlike any sensible person which probably would drive away as quickly as possible, Mr Y decided to get out of his vehicle to take a closer look. He said he observed a wide ring of seven or more lights, each of them a large and clearly defined sphere, like a bright red cherry, and interspersed with a turquoise and a white light. No sound could be heard. Coming to his senses, he decided to get back in his car and make a getaway, but whatever it was had clearly spotted him and decided to follow his car. Again, he decided to pull over and then started waving at the craft, but it just hovered around. He got back in the car and continued on to his friend's house. Once there, he asked his friend to come outside to see the UFO that had followed him. The friend said they also saw the craft hovering over the nearby treetops, before it then disappeared behind the trees. But that's not everything Mr Y said. He was often followed around by unexplained balls of red light, and that he was once sitting on a cliff edge on the island after being drawn there because of a strange tide pattern. He concluded that the seawater was being affected by something enormous under the surface. He said the water whirled around, and he too was held in place by some magnetic force. He was horrified to see two gigantic illuminated eyes that appeared from under the water and then disappeared just as quickly. And the water then returned to normal, freeing him from his anchored spot on the cliff. As Faye's father had his own ideas on the Isle of Wight's alien problem, he was undoubtedly convinced that her and her friend's story was 100% true. He contacted Bufora, the British UFO research agency, and reported his own encounters and also Faye was interviewed to provide her own report of the strange account. When Mr Y went to see if Sam's hut was still where Faye had said it had been, there was nothing there, which led Mr Y to not really think rationally, but to instead believe that Faye and her friend might have perhaps slipped into an alien reality for a short while. He also went looking for witnesses, but two workmen who were in the area that day fixing a post said they didn't see or hear anything. This made Mr Y double down on his theory that the two children had been in an alternate alien reality for a short while, or abducted, to put it in plain English. So, did Sam exist, or was it just a shared game that the kids invented? Well, both the children in their adult lives have said the event really did happen to them, and so I guess we have to believe they did encounter something that day. But was it really a strange alien creature, or maybe it was just a weirdly dressed man? A drifter, or maybe a shared daydream? If it was an alien life form dropping by for a visit, 
then perhaps we can be safe in the knowledge that it was friendly and didn't just devour the children in one single bite. Whatever it was, it's definitely a very strange encounter, and for now, it will remain a macabre mini-mystery. joining me for this episode as always i'd love to know your thoughts on this one so do please leave me a comment and a thumbs up on youtube or a rating on your podcast provider if you're new around here and you've not yet subscribed then what you're doing i'd love for you to join the ghoul gang we're a friendly bunch so do come and join us also if you do like the show and you'd like to support what i make then why not consider becoming a patron like these amazing legendary executive patreon producers amy barry jess kate kevin mary ren sam sarah and veronica and all of our other patrons too If you sign up to Patreon, you get a few different things, like an exclusive video from me once a month, you get to vote on what episodes I do next, and also depending on the tier, you'll get some tangible goodies through the post too. If you're not up for a long-term commitment, but you just want to help me make more episodes, then there's the option of the Amazon wishlist, which has books and all sorts of things that help me make the show, and there's one-off donation links as well, all of which will be in the description. All support is incredibly vital for me to be able to make what I make, And also, I know you've heard it a few times before now, but I'm actually making a series at the moment, which will come out hopefully by the beginning of next year, if not late this year. And it's actually going to premiere first over on Patreon and there'll be plenty of uh, behind the scenes goodies and bits and bobs popping up over there. So if you're interested in that and you want to see some strange things from around the UK, maybe consider signing up to Patreon. I'd love to see you over there. Thanks for joining me for another macabre mini mystery. I've been Nikki Drews and I'll see you ghouls next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.